Hey, everyone. Welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting. I'm Bethany Evans, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Pruitt. And we are so excited about this show, Connecting to Your Spirit Guides. Welcome. Hi, everyone. And we're really, the cool thing about today's show is really we're going to learn a little bit. And that's what our mission and our vision is, is about magnifying the magic and wonder of living a soulful life and using, and today we'll talk about spirit guides. So what are they? How can you use them? One thing that little ones, kids are really good about connecting with spirit guides. So mm-hmm. you get a little information, a little bit of how to today. And I think that's kind of, that's kind of it. Yeah. And, and Aaron's going to lead us through an actual practice later, which will be cool. Yes. So. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I'm really into <laughs> practice. I was like, oh yeah. So, um, oh. On the agenda, Erin. <laughs> no, I was looking. I was like, oh, shit. We're talking about... Because one of the things is that I just missed saying, because I was looking at the wrong thing, notes, is sometimes see people in our society really look at, like, guides as, like, angels. Mm-hmm. Which is... Because that's a Christian religion, which makes total sense. And um, Bethany and I completely line up with that. But there's also animals and not and we mean animals like big animals like bears and tigers and we mean like bugs like mm-hmm. ladybugs and yeah, butterflies wasps and butterflies and if we can we'll probably point out a few throughout the show they have really kind of cool meanings mm-hmm. so uh we'll just kind of point that out and help you along to understand like what the hell is an animal guide do i have it do i don't do i want one right <laughs> do I want do that's I a good question one? to ask <laughs> you want this. If, it's, if it's a wasp <laughs> no I know right there are some uh, spirit animals or totem animals that some people really like actually I want to mm-hmm. talk about this okay I don't know like yeah. I'll get into this in a, in a minute but yeah. I heard that we have um, spirit animals but then we also have shadow animals and like sh- um, so that's like Okay, I'm just going to go into it. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. No, okay, go so into it. So the definition, so there's a difference between spirit and totem animals. So mm-hmm. spirit animal would be like the one that most resonates with your energy. So like whatever mm-hmm. whatever energy they have in the world, it most resonates with you. With you. Um, as in like it's almost an identical vibration. Yeah. Um, totem animals would be the ones that guide you. And those can mm-hmm. change often throughout your life. But generally mm-hmm. your spirit animal would be one for one that you don't even, you're, you don't choose those. Like they mm-hmm. usually like make themselves known to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like I said, that's more like your, your vibration, the energy that you, that they offer to the world. You also offer that same vibration to the world. Um, mm-hmm. So then totem animals, like I said, they guide you. They're more like guides and they change often. And then shadow animals would be like, the vibration of our shadow. So that's like, for me, I realized my shadow animal is the spider because for one, I have had to get over a fear of spiders. Oh, really? And and so that was the whole thing. And and I will probably mention her a lot, but Teal Swan, I follow her. If you, if any of you are interested, she's really great about shadow work. Um, But she had these videos about shadow animal and, and spirit animal. And that's where I learned this. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. So our shadow animal would be like the vibration of our shadow. What we're, what we're um, maybe afraid to look at within ourselves, what we're afraid to own within ourselves. And that would be your shadow animal vibration. Oh, I like that because it's never really been addressed. I never, I don't recall shadow animals being like explicitly explained, but I have had my totem animals pulled was so funny i paid a gentleman brilliant loved him but then i later i started reading about it and i was like oh wait i can do this myself mm-hmm. like i don't have to have a professional do this it was so funny i had like whoa but <laughs> i do think when you pull when you have your totem animals pulled and usually you do it once in your life mm-hmm. some of them are shadows yeah and some of them are like the best of you and mm-hmm. I, I like, you know, we talk, I, you and I talk about this, but like, if you're looking, let's say I say, okay, you're an, an Aquarius, mm-hmm. you're the best Aquarius on its, in the light is curious mm-hmm. and open Aquarius in the shadow of itself, right? Kind of maybe coming from uh, fear or the things that they have to have breakthroughs yeah. is right and yes. righteous. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And judgy. And yes. so 
like that doesn't make one you know it just is like oh, okay this is me at my best and this is mm-hmm. me when i'm on my butt exactly okay. yeah when we're ah! when we're when we're in our when our fear yeah all of that stuff feeling perfect like okay i like that thank you i didn't even yeah. break it down like that all right so bethany yes yes we have a question for you <laughs> what is it <laughs> Where the hell does spirit animals, the concept come from? I will tell you because I realized (laughs) in these two, um, when I had to like research tarot and now when I'm like, did the history of researching Uh um, this, I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of a geek about where did this stuff come from? And And it was really interesting to me. So I have a lot of notes, but I'll try to go through them quickly. So first... The definition that I loved that they had on here, I went to encyclopedia.com. Spirit guides are non-human or human entities that reside in the spiritual realm and make their wisdom available to the living. Um, So like we already talked about, they come in a lot of forms, including guardian angels, animal or nature spirits, elves and fairies, saints or ascended masters, and then ancestors or descendants who have crossed over to the spiritual realm can also be our spirit guides. Um, So it was in the 19th century spiritualist movement that it kind of became more um, popular. And there's three people that they referenced, which who are Emmanuel Swedenborg, Andrew Jackson Davis, and Helena Petrovna Blavatsky. Mm. Excuse me while I butcher everyone's name. Um, so they were deeply involved in like the mediumistic activities. Um so they believe that the they made contact with spirits of the dead, so either like angels or highly evolved beings that imparted great wisdom to them. And then um, in doing so, they acquired information that was useful to the world of the living. So this quickly spread in America during the mid-1800s. Um, there are mediums popping up everywhere doing seances. Um, and of course, there were like fraudulent ones, but it's still... Mm. You know, and I think we talked about that, like with the tarot stuff is like, sometimes it can come across, like people are afraid that you're just kind of taking advantage of them or making shit up, you know? And I feel that too, like doing this work, um, that, that collective shadow of like, Mm. oh yeah, yeah, you know, (laughs) I think it's in most industries, but yeah, there's a little like, yeah, exactly. That icky because people have taken advantage before. Totally. Um, so it was kind of low profile um, in America until like the 1970s when spiritualism clearly resonated with the new age movement. So then this movement contained the wide variety of groups that encouraged spiritual development. Uh, they held a holistic view of the cosmos and had a therapeutic orientation to it. Um, then in the early 1970s, Jane Roberts began channeling a spirit entity called Seth and published several volumes of his teachings. Um, and then in the 1980s, Jay-Z Knight uh, further popularized channel- channeling through her public dialogues with Ramtha, a 35,000-year-old warrior deity. Um, mm-hmm. So there's actually a lot of these. I mean, you listen to Abraham Hicks? Yeah. And so she's one that um, channels, uh, well, Collective her name is Esther. Yeah. yeah, her name is Esther, but Abraham is the name that... Um, that they came through with, which is, yeah, collective consciousness. And so those are kind of examples of channeling. Um, which we'll talk about another, we'll explain yeah. what channeling is because yes. that's a whole nother show. <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> okay. So then these figures and others that followed in the 1990s, which I think that's probably when Esther came out was like, yeah, um, I think so. Yes. They, that stimulated the interest in spirit communication. Um, and then the rest of it, there's a man named Mark Michael Harner in the 1980s. He introduced the modern methods of shaman, shamanic journeying. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so he used like drum beating and um, guided visualization. Uh, and this is where like the power animal guardians kind of like he kind mm-hmm. of helped people uh, discover their power guard animals. So just so people know, so when power animals are kind of like, so you have angel guardian, like, mm-hmm. so you have angels that guard you. Um, power animals are like, and how I see it is like archangels. So mm. archangels like Raphael, Michael, <laughs> um, that's all I can think of right now, but there's, <laughs> there's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be the same thing with certain animals. Like probably mm. a lion is one of the, right. Guardian, like, like kind the of the fierce, more robust. Yeah. yeah. Tigers, lions. Oh my. my. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anything else that we should know? Um, just then, like, obviously I think this is probably common knowledge, but native Americans really use animals and nature as a part of their spirit guides. Mm. Um, 
so um yeah and then in christianity you know a lot of like the archangels and mm-hmm. um and uh they they adopt those those spirit guides without problem <laughs> that was something that i noticed too. Was, you know i mean like we know christians can, are known to be as judgy sometimes when it comes to did you say christians are judgy yes they are yeah. <laughs> sorry, like, I, everyone's judgy and then well, they're like collective or is it because it's like because a christian is like dominate um, yeah it's the dominating religion right in our yeah in our community. i grew up a christian so i think i can say that <laughs> i have a lot of experience i grew up catholic Oh, okay. So I don't know what you, you guys call just that. Have a lot Maybe of rules. repressed, judgy. I don't know. Well, you guys have a lot of rules. It is like I I remember bringing my late husband to church, and he's like, I've never sat down, sit down, kneeled. He felt like <laughs> he's like I felt like when my dad his dad was in the military. He's like I felt like when my dad like there was some type of like salute, sit. He's like I feel like I'm in military, military? camp, and I was like. <laughs> Oh yeah, I get it. Cause you know, we're standing up, sitting down, walking. Right. Whereas like, I feel like Christianity is more like there's these loose guidelines we recommend you follow, but we're not going to like force you to, but if you don't, then you're going to be judged for it. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to hell. You're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Catholicism was a little bit more rigid that way. I remember being like, Ooh, shit balls. This is, Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 what I can say just real quickly is what I appreciated being raised in a religious culture for me, at least the one I grew up in, it gave, it enhanced my kind of moral code, mm-hmm. um, in many ways. And, and it had like the conversations sometimes we'd have at my dinner table growing up. But I also know my parents were like, listen, God gave you a brain. So don't let any religion supersede that brain because that's a God-given tool. Nice. So be a critical thinker. Awesome. And so that we had a little bit of, though it was Catholic, and um, we were really encouraged to be critical thinkers. I mean, yeah. we're not just encouraged, like almost like, are you kidding me? Right. Did the brain not kick in? I mean, yes. so. Yeah. All right. So you and I both have our own stories around connecting with spirit guides. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to share the one that I think was most powerful for me okay. was um, I have a friend who is um, a Native American, part, uh, Latina and a Native American. And she says to me, we went to this, tr- this retreat and she goes, okay, see that woman? She does vision quests we're going to go do a vision quest. And I was like, I understand the words. I just don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, are you in or you out? Cause she was literally like gunning for this lady. And I was like, all right, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, you know, scared of missing <laughs> out. And unbeknownst to me, we knew this lady like a few weeks later and it is a six month preparatory process Wow. to go on a, I think it was three nights, four days vision quest, which is where you're out by yourself. Yeah. Uh, we, you, lots of times they don't have any food and water. It was like over a hundred degrees. So we voted for water and so we had limited water to last us for four days, no food. And the idea was to just become, let nature speak to you, like to come back to yourself, mm. quiet and have, and vision means you're in a quest to have visions, connections, spiritual mm-hmm. awakenings, ahas, mm-hmm. and cultures do it all around the world a little bit differently. And what I can say is I noticed <laughs> the, I noticed everything. Like I could touch a tree and feel like vibrating because mm. I had nothing to do. So all I'm doing <laughs> right. is just yeah. being hyper alert. And then I feel rock and feel what that was vibrating like, and one of the things that I thought was phenomenal was I would sit each day and I remember my meditation prior to this was to close my eyes. And I just got the sense of like, open your eyes. That's not what this quest is about. The quest is about vision, being mm. open, see. And I was like, okay. So for the first time in my life, I started bec- meditating with my eyes wide open. Mm. and inviting my surroundings to talk to me and to give me information. Mm. And a couple things I noticed was I had this, it was hot as hell. It was nothing. I, I had, I couldn't even walk very far because there's poison. Oak. Like 
my friend and I both did the vision quest. We were about a mile apart. She had a like this beautiful location and I got sent to shipville. That's I'm going to, I told my, um, elder who was in charge of us. I was like, are you kidding me? She was there for four days. Did you not see where you left me? And she was like, that's where the, the spot called. That's where you were supposed to be. I was like, oh, okay. Clearly ah. I am. I am. Carla. I see you rocking back and forth right now. We I know. I'm like self-soothing here, right? Yeah, she's like. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. And that way it was horrible. But yeah. when I was sitting on um, a rock, I noticed there was this little bit of water coming up from the ground. And there was ants and there was bees. And there was like some like flies. And then the coolest thing was I see this wasp fly in. Every bug ran. <laughs> like it, it was, it just flew in one wasp and there's tons of other bugs, right? Like they're, they're flying in, da, da, da. gone. Hmm. Same thing happened when um, I was sitting there and a skunk came waddling up. I mean, skunks, they're like quite waddlers if you ever notice them. Yeah, they are. And they're like, do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> and they look so cute. But when the skunk walked up to this little bitty water, I'm talking about like three, four feet wide, and I was like, holy shit. So I kind of, you know, I was trying to remember how far does the skunk spray? How far does the skunk spray? But at that point there was birds and there was bugs and there was even a snake kind of further off and every animal scrammed again. Dang. And I was like, how interesting. There is a hierarchy, like a skunk overrules a snake. Yeah. It overrules. And so what I started to do was pay attention to the energy of the, mm. the insects, pay attention to the energy of the animals. And it was super cool to sit with, like, I'd have a thought about work. And I was sitting there at one point and I was like, gosh, I'm just like, I was definitely overworked and high stress job. And just like, what do I do next? Literally a lizard comes walking up about five, six feet from me on the rock and then just leans its head up into the sun and they kind of do these like push-up thingies. Yeah, yeah. You ever notice? Oh yeah. And then it stopped and then it just stayed there. And I was like, I just need to stop and get present. Mm. So it was super cool. I think that was my, from that point on, I have really gone out of my way to look for animals like yeah, yeah. as guidance or as my own totem my own spirit like who do I need to be more like okay I need to be more like the crow mm. I need to be more like and I turned and just final and we were hiking out this after like not eating it's freaking hot you have a backpack because you did have a couple supplies like a you know I had a uh, tent mm -hmm. um and a shovel for you know shoveling my poop <laughs> uh, and Fun. so I know, right? Just so exciting. Mm -hmm. And I looked to my elder and I said, I don't even know if I have enough energy to walk out of here. And she said, um, shapeshift. Um, shapeshift mm. is like, be like, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, like what? And she goes, well, I'm shapeshifting into the goat. And I was like, <laughs> be like the goat. It didn't fully work for me, but I really got like, oh, wait embody the energy of an animal that can yeah. get me through this totally. she was clearly the goat because i was like i was a over or maybe i was a pregnant goat i was like mm -hmm. <laughs> but i was trying all right what about you well, how do you oh, use your guides and yeah you know. well i mean i once i got went into the rabbit hole you know like <laughs> of spiritual stuff and metaphysical stuff you know like i think i i uh learned about Abraham Hicks early on and was listening to her. And I was just, and I was fascinated by that, by the channeling, by how could, and, and the, so there's another, and like, this is going into like stuff that I'm going to reference, but there's other books that I would read. And, um, have you ever heard of Bashar? No, so I feel like sometimes I wonder how the hell you and I are both in like these intuitives because right. you came at it from a whole nother freaking direction than me. Uh -huh. So you'll say something and I'm like, God, if I was 20, in my early 20s, as, <laughs> as I was then, I'd be like, oh, I'm a bad intuitive. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Right? Exactly. But we're just, it, we just had different experiences. Totally. But we understand because they're kind of similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Bashar is a, um, so is like an actual, like a, an alien deity. Like, okay. Um, and he 
gets channeled through a man named, oh my God, Daryl Anka, I believe is his name. Is that his name? You could, you could say Shirley Temple for all I know. And I'll I know, okay. but now I'm like, I just could, okay. So this don't fuck it up, Bethany. Now I know. you know everything. I know. No, but that's, that's my Aquarius, like, right. Is like, I love to research and I love to know facts. And then if I fuck up the facts, I feel stupid. So I'm like, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, don't, don't get lost in the weeds on facts. Cause I could give a rat's ass. Yeah. Anyways. But I'm I know like, the listeners are somewhere between. Me. Yeah. Don't fact check me no but do it because i could be wrong um anyways but so he channels him and i actually went to one of his um gatherings so he'll like Mm. you know he has events and he you come and he always has like a teaching like a short teaching where he sits and it's crazy to watch him too because he like fully embodies him like his body looks like he's like convulsing or whatever until he like sits and becomes like somebody different right yeah um so i went to one of his and saw that live and that was really cool um and so people, then people come up and they, they ask questions and he'll answer the questions and, and that's kind of how it went. Um, so anyways, I, um, I don't remember what I was saying, but I kind of got, became fascinated with the collective consciousness uh, channeling stuff and just channeling in general. So like I read books, I love to, okay, well, how do I do this? If, if, I, if it excites me, I want to lo- know how to do it. I know that there's a reason that I'm drawn to it, right? It's not mm-hmm. coming in there. It's coming into my life for a reason. It's mm-hmm. exciting me for a reason. It's supposed to awaken a part of me that, um, that wants to be known, you know? So mm-hmm. I start reading books and doing practices. And then of course, if I try too hard, so like I'll sit and I'll like try really hard and I'll be like, I'm doing this practice and I really want this spirit guide to come through and then nothing fucking happens, you know? <laughs> and then it's not until like days or weeks later when I'm in, when I'm dreaming, because that's when yeah. like I, I'm, I have released resistance and then something comes to me um, or I'm just sitting and doing something else. And all of a sudden this thought or this wave of something comes to me and I'm like, Oh, that. And then I get this urge. Okay. Look that up because like, I'll get like phrases or, you know, it's usually words. Um, I'll hear Mm -hmm. words or or something or music or something like that in Mm -hmm. my head. And, um, I know that I'm meant to go and, and, uh, look it up and, and learn more about it. And what is this teaching me? And it kind of like, there's leaving me little breadcrumbs, right? Like all of it at one time is probably going to be a little bit too much. So, um, and then I just dabble here and there in like, um, ran you know doing like i've done your uh past life regression stuff you know i've done um which is the most amazing ever right it is i love it (laughs) but when i can get into that lucid dreaming because i get into a lucid dreaming yeah you're good at that That i've had to train myself you see i think it's very just so for everyone to hear is when you meditate meditation can also lean into lucid dreaming um or just dream, you know, like all different, there's versions and we get mm-hmm. information sometimes, some of us very alert. And some of us, I think I'm always amazed that you'll talk about oh, like a dream. And I'm like, God, if I, I remember <laughs> maybe once a month, a dream. Yeah. So I'm very jelly, <laughs> very jelly over it here. It happens like, so it doesn't happen all the time, but it's happening more consistently. But I was even just talking about how actually like I can, I know when like my um, past, like one of my past grandmothers came through and I felt like she was my guide mm. and still is. I mean, all of my grandmothers now I realize are after having that conversation with you. I don't know if we've <laughs> talked about that on the podcast, but like one time, I think I mentioned it one time we were trying to do like a planning meeting for a podcast and my grandmothers came through and like wouldn't leave Erin oh. alone. <laughs> I know. It's so funny when, when shit comes through, you're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. So, um, I anyways. can't move on. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to explain it. No, I get have it. Have you I had an animal come through in your dreams? I mean, I have, a, uh, not in, yes. I mean, like, like I said, I, in my dreams, I'll have dreams like of spiders a lot, you know, and, and I had a very vivid one recently where the spider was very, pre- I kept like seeing pregnant spiders oh. and, um, yeah. And it was like, yes. and I remember I was talking to one of our friends, Maida, about it. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like trying to like decipher, like, and talk it out what, what it meant. But it was like I said, spider is my shadow animal. So spiders represent weaving your own destiny, basically. They create, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, they're also very independent and they're also kind of like sneaky and like, you know, um, th- those are all the things that very yeah, they, feminine. They creep up on you. Very- they are very feminine. Feminine. Exactly. I actually have that spider. My totem is when I'm, so when you get your totem pulled, it, some of it'll be around ages, like, um, mm-hmm. and mine around 50, which is considered, uh, this gentleman was saying, um, 
it's based when women come in fully in their power mm. is in their fifties. And gotcha. he was like, Oh shit balls. I'm like, what? I'm going to die. A spider. He's like, it's a spider. And I go, what does that mean? And he said, that means you are going to be so independent. So if you want a romantic relationship, you got to get that at least two years before you're 50 because mm. you know what female spiders do? They eat the males. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, exactly. okay. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So yeah, my pregnant spider dream was, uh, I, well, it it was about creativity for me and like what I was needing, Mm. what I was wanting to, what was wanting to come out of me. Um, but yeah, so one, one quick story I do have was I had, um, have you heard of Melchizedek? Really? Of course not. I don't know. I feel like I don't know anything. Okay. I'm going to get it. Okay. Oh, I don't know. You have heard of him. Jeez, don't be a smart ass. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so he came to me in a dream and it, he scared me. And like, it was, it was so weird because I was like, I was in my bed and I had a curtain and a window right next to my bed. And in my dream, I was dreaming. He like, he peeked out from behind the curtain, but it was like, he was doing it in a way to where he was like, not wanting to scare me because he yeah. knew that his presence would scare me. But the peeking behind the fucking curtain scared me anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it kind of startled me awake, but his whole face was like made of lights. It was like really weird. It was, a, it was made of what? Lights. Oh, so like, okay. you ever see those like string lights, you know, like the, not, um, like the, like fairy lights. Not like that. Not the the ones that hang, but like the, the they're in tubes, you know, like tubes. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Like if mi- you're at a disco and it was like up against the wall or yeah. around a car, his face or a limo. Was made, yeah, he yeah. made up of that, and he has he has a beard and all that. And um, is this like a real person? I, I don't even no, know. He's what a deck. I'm gonna get the because oh oh okay. it led me to this deck, the Keepers of the Light deck that I have. And oh look, he's on the bottom. Oh my god. That's so funny. He literally, I, oh, I have that deck. Yeah. Oh, that's a Kyle Bray's deck. Yes. Okay. I had seen a reader re- use this deck a lot, and I was, like, really interested in it, and I was like, oh, I love it, you know, and so I didn't have it at the time. But, but anyways, then when I, I went and I – uh, when I finally got the deck, cause I was like, I think I need to order it. Cause I like searched him up online when I woke up and was like, what, what's the message he's trying to tell me, you know? And then I got the deck and it was exactly his face in this picture. Um, it says high learning. Yeah. Higher learning. Oh, higher learning. Yeah. You have learned from experience. More inner study is now required to further progress. Um, at the time oh. it had, had a, anyways, that's that crazy that he was on the bottom when and I pulled he looks that out. Like a Dumbled- he looks like a younger, slightly more serious Dumbledore. For yes, anyone who's wondering who the Frick is Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Okay, yeah. even more. Yeah. And just so you know, it comes from an Oracle deck that has like all these great leaders and uh, ascended masters, yeah. masters throughout like the world. So hence my, I have no idea where the hell this guy comes from, but. Well, here, let's read it. He's a white guy. He's a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> he scared the shit out of me in my dreams. Oh yeah, he would that because he has like in that picture an intimidating presence. Yeah, exactly. But which is why he was like peeking behind the corner, and I was like, but that was even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's a high priest who is mentioned in the Bible's Book of Genesis and many other sources. That's Christianity. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is here to assist the Earth through the ascension process, which is basically oh. moving everyone and everything back to a state of love and harmony. He appears with a bright light around him and a long white beard to match his ancient high priest ways and is said to have his own order of light filled priests who are able to help spiritual people develop their gifts and qualities. As he works on a high energetic level, we can connect with him through sacred geometry and by focusing on ancient star shaped symbols. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's did my. Did you know that was, um, did you know that was, uh, he was in the deck? Yes. Okay. That's why I ordered that deck because I, because I had seen him. Okay. Like I said, I had watched, I follow one reader basically religiously and she always used it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want to get that deck, you know, but it never, I'm, I always am drawn to certain decks, but not right away. Do I get them until I know that it's finally time. And so that was yeah. like my, okay, it's time to get this deck. <laughs> yeah. So, so Yeah. <sighs> okay, so one of the things um, is we want to talk about is like, and you kind of alluded to this, Bethany, is how to connect with spirit guides. Mm-hmm. I think oracle decks are 
an awesome way. Two yes. Oracle decks I highly recommend is I love. There's there's one, Stephen Farmer is kind of a classic. Um, he's been around for probably like 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't resonate with his stuff as much, probably because the Oracle deck, I like, I don't know. I, it's I a little more old school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have that I one like too. Sarah Wilder, her animal animal kin. Oh, cool. Oracle deck, and I think it's really pretty art, which I'm super attracted to. <laughs> and I like Spirit Animals um, by Clep Baron Reed. Yes, and that is I, another, I love that one. Yeah, um, I used it for the retreat. You know, the retreat I did, you and I yeah. looked at. Mm-hmm. That was one that all the clients got in their swag bag. Um, because I like sometimes when the decks take something <laughs> like a spider or a snake, something that I'm usually like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like I pulled honey badger so many damn times. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, ones will keep coming out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And um, but they do it in a way that like softens it. Like mm-hmm. you know, being a honey badger is amazing to have that tenacity, yeah. that like clarity of purpose, and just not let anything get in your way. But I go, oh my god, a honey badger. So I imagine a honey badger ripping the shit out of a snake or something so i'm like oh god like how am i gonna do that right so to me i think oracle decks are one piece that softens it but yeah. finding a deck that resonates for you because it's it's mm-hmm. i give away i bought many decks i've probably bought at least 10 or 15 that i didn't resonate for me that i've given away throughout mm-hmm. my career um what do you, would you, would you have a suggestion for any other way? Especially here's what I think you're really good at is that dream time. Can you intend maybe before for those who get information through their dream? Yeah, you absolutely you, can. How I don't, does someone do that? It depends. I mean, you have to get, you probably, you have to be open. So like, don't, you don't want to get too specific. So just okay. like who, like what spirit guide is present, you know, asking that kind of question, just kind of intending, um, I'm open and just kind of opening yourself up energetically and saying, I'm open to receive messages during my dream state. Mm. And I want to remember when I wake up, um, yeah. just it very general that, or if you have a specific question or something you, you need an answer with, then you ask that and then be open to, I guess, whoever brings it to you. Right. Cause our, in dream state, we're going to, our, subconscious mind is going to create images that make us feel comfortable. So Mm. it's going to be, it could be people we know, you know, so maybe like sometimes, you know, we, we have dreams about famous people and we're not really sure why it's just because maybe we, we feel comfortable, like we are familiar with their face, Mm -hmm. you know, or we like their face for whatever reason, their, their presence. And we don't necessarily know them personally, but they're going to show up because it's going to make us trust what they're saying in a sense. So, so yeah, it just, you can be specific in terms of like, if you're asking a question, you know, a specific mm-hmm. question about your life, but be open to who's going to bring it in. You know, don't mm-hmm. get, if you, cause I noticed when I try too hard and I'm like, I want it to be this and I want it to be that, you know, it does nothing comes from it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just, you're in your head too much. So um, yeah, intentions are simple as long as you're open to it. I think that, that I think that, and you can tell, you can say, I'm open to meeting a spirit guide. Yeah. And FYI, spirit guides have a tendency, sometimes we have ones that guide us through this life, that stick with us, and sometimes they're more like, they come forward for something and they go back. Yeah. They come forward and they go back. Um, I do think another thing to be aware of that I like to tell people is how to connect <laughs> is if someone's passed, we've had two really strong, my grandma, Claire, my mom's mom, um, days after the following day to like a week after she passed, before we had a service, we all got together and I'm one of five kids and three um, of them, my sisters, and all of us started saying, oh my gosh, I had this hummingbird and this hummingbird. And we were like, mm-hmm. what? And yeah. then my mom's like, okay, I just felt like it was grandma, but I didn't want to seem stupid. <laughs> And, we, and then my sister's like, no, mom, this hummingbird kept coming to my window on the other side of my kitchen sink. I was doing dishes and it would not, like it even tapped. She's like, yeah, hummingbird taps. And I was like, oh, I had a hummingbird land. And at that point, it never landed. Like hummingbirds didn't land in front of me. I never noticed. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, oh, screw it. We're going to, whether it's true or not, it feels like grandma. And all of us thought of my grandmother. So when my late husband passed, I was not surprised when... 
less than a couple hours after he died, I was wailing outside, mm-hmm. just, you know, struggling. But I said, I need a sign that it's going to all turn out. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like yelling in the backyard. So I was like a freak show, I'm sure, in the neighborhood. <laughs> and I was like, I need a sign and a heron. And then I was all I see is something like I'm yelling and then something's coming at me and I ducked <laughs> and flew over my head. I mean, not that close, probably like six, seven feet above me, but at, yeah. you know, I didn't know what the hell it was. It just felt big. It's and a, it herons are big birds, so. Yeah. <laughs> Never saw a heron in our neighborhood before because those yeah. are big suckers and it just stared at me. And my friend goes, um, does that work? And so <laughs> she immediately Googles, total meaning of a heron, right? <laughs> right. And then, I swear the same thing happened that following week. One friend said, okay, I know this is weird, but this big bird is hopping behind my husband and I, and she's pregnant. She's like, I'm trying to waddle away, scared it's going to like bite me in the butt. And I kept thinking of Chris, but I don't know why. And then my sister is saying something, you know, and then um, she was crying at the beach, like thinking about Chris and she's like, and this white bird. Hmm. and she's like a, cr- a crane I don't know what it is and I was like, right so literally we were like okay Chris is the heron yeah and it's about what is interesting it's about settle be, be calm hmm. patient and about justice because I also he was killed yeah so I was like oh interesting so wow I think you know it's not always our spirit guide necessarily yeah. it could be um, animals being moved by spirit. Yes. To invite you Absolutely. to consider, experience something, mm-hmm. you know, be a messenger. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, it was like the other day, literally a coyote came, like I was driving down a street after picking my son up mm-hmm. and a coyote, and it was only, it was like seven something. So it was still early. And that's kind of early for a coyote to come out. Mm-hmm. And it literally just came up the street and was like walking right toward into my car. I was like, and I've never seen one in person. I've always like said that like, that's so crazy. I've never seen a coyote in person. Everyone always tells me about how they see them and I've never seen one. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so weird. And then it went across the street. And then it was like, and then in my message this week I had posted cause I, I pulled out my animal deck and I looked up the meaning of it. And, um, and then I went to shuffle and I was like, okay, well, look, Card wants to, you know, come out for this Terror Tuesday, and then the coy- the coyote came out again. Mm. I was like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> so, what does a coyote mean? Um, well, in this deck, it's about um, it said trust and divine detours. So, mm. um, it's about kind of like being thrown off your path, but knowing that there's also a reason or there's something for you to learn there. Um, mm. Sometimes we get kind of too stuck in our, you know, ways, and we think that everything's going to go a certain way. And what? So I, I know, right? Of? That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what it was about. And and one of the things that um, Bethany and I wanted to offer all of you is like some strategies, like mm-hmm. how do I connect to my spirit guide? Um, one for me that I love is really allowing, I think children pick up the energy of guides. Oh yeah. Whether they're an insect or an animal and they will be like, Oh mommy, look at this. Or, or dad, look at this. Totally. And I think letting them be the interpreter, right? Yeah. Like, oh, look at a humming, uh, you know, hummingbird. Oh, look at a ladybug. Yeah. Like roly polies. Um, so my boyfriend, they kids notice bugs so quickly. Oh yeah. So we Googled like a roly poly one time because we saw like three on our walk. Mm-hmm. And I, and so I, the first invitation is to slow down t- enough that you would even notice an insect Yeah. and letting kids potentially, if you have a child around you to be the interpreter. Yes. Absolutely. What strategy do you have? I mean, I love to read books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've already established that. Um, so like I read uh, I have them sitting in here and with me. Like the first one I wrote was, it's called contacting, contacting your spirit guide. And it gives you, you know, information on how to do that, you know, meditation, blah, blah, blah. Then the other one's called opening to channel, how to connect with your guide. Um, and uh, so actually doing the practices and just waiting for the, it to show up. Like animals do show up for me a lot now. And I've, and I've noticed, I've realized how to notice that. 
Um, my son too. I mean, I, I love that you said that because I know that whenever he's saying something just like out of the blue, that kind of like is something I've been feeling or thinking about or something that's happening that I haven't mentioned to him, mm. you know, and he like brings up a subject all of a sudden or like a, a movie or like, Hey, let's watch this. Like the other day I was thinking about um, Robin Williams for some reason. And yeah. And then he's like, mom, let's watch this movie before bed. And it was Mrs. Doubtfire. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. You know, things like that happen often with him. Mm. Um, so yeah, it is just paying attention to what is showing up for me, like being open and not looking for the answers, but waiting for them to show up. Because when I look is when I'm going to miss something. And that's, and, and I think that's definitely something us overthinkers yeah. <laughs> is when we start, oh, and Bethany and, our, and I are both self-proclaimed overthinkers, but when we start getting stuck on the, what we think is going to, how the universe is going to communicate with us, mm-hmm. we oftentimes miss the road signs. We're like, exactly. oh shit. So if you're not yeah. an overthinker, ignore this part, but if you are, <laughs> And that's one of the strategies that I want to practice. Here's one that I really like. So this is like an intuitive slash spirit guide is if you're looking for something to be valid, right? Like let's Mm -hmm. say um, one book I read, Gabrielle Bernstein, I really like her. She did uh, universe has your back or spirit junkie. Mm -hmm. And she said um, she, and she actually stole this from someone else, but it was like, okay, she was looking at buying a house and she's like, okay, I want to see a picture. I want to see an owl. Mm-hmm. If I meant to buy this house, cause she was, I think she was going for the second tour. Yeah. I meant to buy this house. I want to see an owl. And so she goes around and then she's like, gosh, I really want this house. But her husband, but she's like, I didn't see an owl. And he's like, well, then maybe it's not meant for us. Right. And then she said she turned and on a bookshelf was a picture of an owl. And ah. she hadn't, she goes, I was looking for it. A physical owl yeah and then it realized oh my gosh I'll take the picture and she's like and I think I've done that too where I go okay you know what um if I meant to move this forward right I and I pick maybe I try to pick the same I have like a variety of things I kind of sometimes pick like hummingbird heron because those are the animals I know yeah but I try to also work on insects mm. like okay if I see this insect and it means to like a ladybug for me is gratitude for some mm-hmm. reason. Like if I see a ladybug, I have an agreement with the universe to like take a breath and be present to gratitude. Nice. Um, so you can sometimes pick before and just be open to when it shows up. Yeah. And sometimes if you see like crows is actually one of my totems, which also mm-hmm. known as a Raven mm-hmm. is about being open to magic. Like, Mm-hmm. see magic so when people say oh god like carl's like that bird we have a lot of birds around our house and yeah. i'm like oh, magic and he's like okay or you know the rat of the sky but whatever you want to interpret and i'm like well i personally rather just live in the world of magic than rats right. yeah exactly rats have a whole nother meaning but um yeah they can actually be like they're pretty scrappy like they totally. survive they survive and yeah, they know how to, they're kind of lucky too, because they know how to yeah, get in situations. Yeah. Ooh, which, what are you, what animal, so another thing you play with is what animal you're in Chinese New Year. What are oh, you? Oh, yeah. So I, for the longest time, thought that I was a rabbit, but apparently, because they go by not just years, but it's dates, right? It's like, and it starts like in the, that's what, because I, I was, I have a book that I saw hey, and I was like, Are you oh. just trying to be show off knowledge today? No, because I collect I didn't books. know that. <laughs> Because I'm a reader, Erin. Start reading. I just learned uh, about it like this year or last year, but I'm actually. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I thought it was just them. a year. Because I. Sorry. Cut oh, out. You don't have to look me up. Sorry. Cut out for a second. So. Um... I said, I thought I was a rabbit. I thought I was oh. a rabbit. Well, I can get so it out right now. Or we can do it. I will. So anyways, and looking at the dates, because it, it, I thought it was just the year from January to December. It's actually yeah. like. You know, so anyways, I'm actually a tiger. So I was like, that oh, makes so much more sense. I you're not, you don't feel like a rabbit. <laughs> I know. That's why yeah. I was like, yes, this makes so much more sense. I never resonated with the rabbit. I was like, meh, rabbit. Like, <laughs> yeah, you thought uh, ball sack. I know. I can feel it on you. Right? What? <laughs> Have you ever heard of ball sack? No. So the idea is, okay, I stole this from Pink. The singer. Pink <laughs> said she would hear her husband and the guy say, oh, don't be such a pussy. 
And she oh. finally walked into a room and she goes, you know what a pussy can do? It can birth a baby. It can birth like a size of a watermelon and then come back to its original strength. It Hallelujah. is a, the most incredible muscle. So if you want to see your pussy, that means that you're the strongest fucking muscle in, yeah. in a human body. But if you want to say you're weak, then say ball sack. Because what does that do? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so in my household, you're allowed to say ball sack. You're not oh, allowed I love to it. pussies. I love that. There's a quote by Betty White who she said something like that too. Oh, like, yeah. Where it's something like, um, God, if you want to use an insult, uh, don't use pussy. Because there's something about like those things can really take a pounding or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they can, right? So I was like, yeah, I mean, it's so true. They're super resilient. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we wanted to, before we do a meditation, yeah. is there any books or movies? And I'll be honest, I was Googling stuff and I really couldn't find um, any movie other than like animal movies, sometimes like dogs. There's a, um, where they, so, <clears throat> I'll be straight. I don't really like animal. I don't like cartoons. I don't really like a lot of animal movies. So <laughs> none of them resonated for me. So that's okay. hence my Oracle animal decks is what I utilize. Yeah. I definitely lean towards more that Native American mm -hmm. um, animals reflecting our personality, like a totem rather than I think you're a little bit more like Aborigines. Yeah. Who definitely the animals come as um, spirit messengers through your dreams, mm -hmm. like dream time. Yeah. Bethany, you have to yes. help them because I have no movie. I have nothing I don't, I mean, I'm trying to think of movies too. And like, I'm not a super big movie watcher, so I'm probably not the best about movies. Books, I can give you recommendations, like for sure, for days. Um, decks also. Um, shows. Dicks? Yeah, I wish, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you said decks, but that was I said dicks. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, dicks for days. That's gonna be the next show. It's gonna be dick guides. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. Okay, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we digress. Um, sorry. Not sorry. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. But uh, like I said, I can recommend books, decks, or um, possibly shows. Like I said, I was just watching True Blood, and like that, it was a lot of mystical shit. Mm. So like fairies shapeshifters that kind of thing and and mm. and which is really cool vampires which to me i was like that more represented like energy vampires and like you know what i'm saying like yeah. in terms of like not an actual vampire but um you know so uh, i know there's other shows like about angels and i know there's some movies about mm. angel I, I feel like probably the angels are more yeah in mainstream yeah in terms of movies like city of angels or that oh, it's funny. That's exactly what Michael. I was thinking. Yeah, that movie Michael. Yeah. I think it was John Travolta was in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, City of Angels. I love that movie with uh, Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah, that and was like... A, it's really sad, but it's good. Yeah, it's heartfelt. All right, so in a minute, is there anything else before we go into a meditation? Um, Did I miss anything? Very likely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We kind of bounced around and threw the agenda out the window so fuck it. Sorry, everyone I, I <laughs> bethany is so cool because she just rolled with my like oh i skipped that sweet you know i don't you care. get bonus points smarty pants well you're I so think, smart you can roll with anything uh, well that's not what it is like, i think i just whatever's meant to come out is going to come out and yeah. every like i kind of just adopted the everything is perfect the way it happens kind of thing because if i try to control it it's not going to be fun for one and then <laughs> like you know then it's like again it's just not gonna be fun so yeah <laughs> like that's the only thing it's not gonna be fun no one's gonna enjoy <laughs> if i'm trying to control shit so <laughs> all right so what we're gonna do is jump in i'm gonna do a guided meditation so if you're driving you could just listen stay focused don't do anything dangerous you're having machinery um but the i would like if you want to do this when you get home, relax, just get in a relaxed position. You know me, if you're not relaxed meditating, then you're clearly not meditating with me. Um, because I just <laughs> like everyone to be like, just in a comfy chill. position. Yeah, just and fall chill. asleep, but oh well. And here's a key too, if you're like, oh, I might fall asleep, but I have to leave in a few minutes, set your alarm. Mm. So if you're worried you're gonna fall asleep, just put your alarm set for like 10 minutes or whenever you have to leave. That's what I do. Um, because I knock out with energy healing, not mm. necessary as much with meditation. Okay. So this guy, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick two areas. 
you might get one spirit guide, you might get two. It doesn't matter. Just roll with it. And if you don't get a spirit guide, be open. You might see one come up actually in real life later on. The key is you're just trying to open yourself up, quiet your busy brain and open yourself up to see or sense an animal that wants to come through. Okie dokie. And then at the end of this medita meditation, if you want, you're like, oh, you know, I had a crocodile. What the hell does that mean? Just put Google um, crocodile totem. That's all you have to do in a search. And then you'll get, and just go with whatever feels right. Just go to that uh, meaning. Alrighty. And then feel free to like, let us know. We love learning about this shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Everyone get relaxed. Sit back. I'm going to play some music in just a moment. And the key is just to focus on your breath. And you're going to inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. I play slow tempo music because it helps us relax our body. It's really good for slowing our heart rate down so our nervous system calming it so in the next few breaths just imagine you could see your breath coming in and going out your only job is to focus on your breath and allow your body to sink in and become more and more relaxed every inhale you're breathing fresh cleansing air every exhale you're releasing stress tension busy mind and if you need to just to stay focused on this i invite you to imagine yourself in a bubble inhaling and exhaling so imagine yourself in like an egg or a bubble so nothing other than my voice and your breath is of importance right now the most wonderful thing we can do is really giving our bodies a time to have a time out and relax because every time we mindfully breathe which is what I'm walking you through our body eats it up it loves to be able to just chill out and not be on alert so a few more breaths in and out imagining every exhale your body sinking in becoming more and more relaxed When you're ready, I want you to imagine yourself coming through a forest, just kind of on the edge, and to one side of you, you see a clearing, beautiful, grassy, opening clearing, and to the other side of you, you see a forest. And whenever you're ready, just take a breath, choose which way you want to walk. You might want to go towards the clearing open skies, open space, or you actually might want to go into the forest knowing you're completely safe to just explore and trust and follow your intuition. Inhaling and exhaling. Go wherever you choose, whatever feels right. And as you walk and explore, I invite you to ask to call in an animal, one that is your guide, has meaning, has a message for you this time in your life. Trusting whatever you see or sense, you can hear, see words, see an animal, sense an animal. And sometimes it's always not something we know or understand. It could be an animal from another country, it could be a hybrid of something. Just trust whatever you sense, see, feel. Inhale and exhale. I'll be quiet for a moment as this animal shows itself to you, knowing you're completely safe. Ask it, do you have a message for me? Are you just symbolic of a message? You might hear something, sense something, feel something. Any of your senses can be alert. You're doing wonderful, good job. You can't mess this up. Perfect.
any other message, anything to sense. Take another moment. And now I'm gonna ask you if you're in the forest to come to the clearing. It actually is a clearing that's a cliff. And if you're on the clearing, just come to the edge. Know you're completely safe. And you look down on this incredible ocean. This water is so gorgeous. And you are so safe that you can actually, in a moment, we're gonna leap into this ocean and we're gonna look for guide to speak to our spirit, to speak to our soul, this is a soul message in this water. Only for those of you that feel right to jump in. If you don't, you can stay on the cliff. But for those of you who wanna jump, one moment, we're gonna jump in and ask for a totem animal in the ocean, a water animal, to speak to our soul, from our soul. One, two, three, leap into the water. Jump, you're completely safe and break through the water and you swim. You can breathe. You can be in this water like a mermaid, a merman, like a fish. And when you're ready, I call forward any animal that is speaking from your soul. Trusting what you see, what you sense. For many of you, it will actually be an animal that is of the ocean or of the water. For some of you, it might not make sense. It might be a mammal. Just trust whatever you get. It's perfect. You cannot mess this up. You're doing great. And again, what's the message? What does your soul, your highest self, want to say to you? Breathing that in. wash over you. Take another moment. And now I'm going to have you exit the water, coming on to the beach. Just create it your mind's eye. You can invent, create, imagine anything. You're in full control out of the water and you're being warmed up by the sun and just take a moment before we exit this journey breathing in the sun's warmth and the information you're getting inhaling it in exhaling and being open and aware that any other animals might begin to come show present themselves to you trusting and being open with that, I want you to come back to your space, come back to wherever you are. All right, opening your eyes. Just Ooh, I got really did, did you get it? Yeah, I did. Okay. For those of you that was 10 minutes. So if you haven't never okay. meditated or only done a couple, every journey is also considered a meditation that you relax your body for 10 minutes. Real quick before we end, do you have like a two minute share on what you've got, Bethany, if you want to? Yeah. In the forest, I, the squirrel came to me, which actually makes a lot of sense. I saw a squirrel on my run this morning and I was like noticing how it was like hopping across the street. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. Like, and I was like watching it. And then we went on a hike, my son and I, uh, I think it was Monday and we, he was collecting all these acorns. And isn't that what squirrels eat? Acorns? Yeah. That's yeah. And, and so then yesterday we did like an experiment because we wanted to see what was inside of them. So we took a hammer and we smashed them open and we were like exploring the inside of acorns. So it was like, I was like being a squirrel. Is that a, are seeds inside of acorns? Um, it's kind of like a meaty, meaty seed. I guess it is. A, it, no. Yeah. That's what we thought. He thought there would be seeds. It wasn't, it was more like meaty stuff. So oh. yeah, it was interesting. So, um, so yeah, the squirrel, but I was like getting like the, like, I always go back to like pop culture references. So like Disney movies. And I was thinking mm -hmm. about the sword and the stone. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Um, and remember when they turn into squirrels? I absolutely love that scene. Like when they, when um, Merlin and the little boy turn into squirrels. And I was thinking mm -hmm. about that and how like they're all playful. And like, anyways, um, that it, I was getting like playful and like the stuff I was noticing about squirrels and like what they do, just, just like, I don't know, observing their behavior and being more like a squirrel, basically. Oh, squirrel! <laughs> And then I pulled the, because I had Colette Baron reeds uh, Spirit Animals. Her squirrel is believe in yourself. Oh, well, that makes sense. 
So yeah. they are. They're really they're like playful, light, but yeah. they're like pretty clear on what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. They have one job is to collect the fucking acorns and <laughs> crack them open and eat them, and that's it. And then they're just gonna keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. and then play. Okay. Well, we hope that all of you enjoyed our show today. We are going to be doing our, um, so hang in there if you want to listen to intuitive hits. We're going to have Jana, one of our listeners, joining yeah. us, and we're going to read her. So, um, and pay attention because we're going to be picking more listeners to read. I mean, yeah. how many, t- I mean, I'm not cheap. You're not cheap. To get us each for five to 10 minutes. Seriously, it's like some major bucks saving money. It, it um, is. And we're just fun. <laughs> so if you're interested, DM us. Say, hey, I want to be one of the ones being read. Yes. Um, so follow us on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Follow us on Instagram under being experiential podcasting by the lovely Bethany, book Bethany. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, we'll figure out. And name book Aaron. <laughs> book Aaron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And you can follow us on um Bethany on um, empoweringauthenticity.com mm-hmm. or AaronPruitt.com if you want to book sessions. All yes. right. I think All that's right. It. Yeah. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye, squirrel. Bye.